Hashtag SAFM Sport Tracks. All right, the Sports Mystery Half Hour coming up in a few minutes. Uh, your opportunity to ask any questions that you might have. And I think we're going to extend it, Ben, to like any question. Because why not? Yeah? Yeah. Lifestyle questions. We're a lifestyle show. We talk about everything. We talk running and uh, we talk everything. So any question that uh, has been bothering you for a long time. One question that bothers me is, uh, why can't we beat Namibia in football? And the DRC, who we are playing, as you heard, uh, this coming week, DRC are leading Sudan by a goal to nil, which is worrying. Worrying, worrying, worrying. If, and, and we were just talking now about how few people, is that the correct word? How little, yeah, how few people were at the Orlando Stadium today. It's worrying if Bafana Bafana, I know it's a friendly, it doesn't matter, if your national team can't fill a stadium. I think there's a bit of a problem there. But there's going to be a full stadium tomorrow. Springboks against Scotland. What an opener. Let's talk a little bit more about the World Cup so far with Thurlow Peterson, uh, rugby coach, MD of sports, of a sports agency as well. Thurlow, how's it going? John, good thanks, man. Thank you for that throwback uh, with old Leon's sister. Yeah, it's a good. It's, we were just saying, now he's a strange cat, is Leon, but that he, <laughs> what he does, he does so well. Oh, he's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I think, Thurlow, when we spoke last week, you predicted a France against New Zealand win. You predicted a France win, so well done. Yes, I should have put money on that one. Eh? <laughs> you wouldn't have won much. Those odds were so. <laughs> yeah. Those odds were so close. Yeah, but I mean, what an opener it was. But mm. I think. I think New Zealand's playing mind games. And I tell you why. Yeah. Two reasons. I mean, the mere fact that they arrested Sam Kane um, and he got and just had a stiff back on the day before on Thursday. And then they put a lock on loose forward when they had a loose forward on the bench. That to me is like, you know, it's, it's a bit of mind games because why would you play a lock at flank when you've got a flank on the bench, you know? So, um yeah, I don't know with these guys, man. I think I really think Foster and, and the boys are playing mind games. Why would I, I hear what you're saying? Yeah, sandbag a little bit, and I was worried that they were sandbagging when they played against us and uh, at yes. Twickenham. But yeah, mind game is not losing a match by a record margin at a World Cup. No, by all means, you know, no one, no one wants that. But if you look at the rest of their pool games, they don't really have a tough game. Right. Um, you know, so they they okay with losing the opener and building their, their confidence, building their momentum, building their style of play throughout the next couple of games because they've got to hit their straps in the quarterfinal, not in game one. So um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to take that into consideration <laughs> maybe um, because I think writing them off is a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you look at the, the, the two contrasting styles that they played with yesterday, I mean, they started the game the way they started the, the, the Mount Simon test against the Springboks. That intensity, that skill set, that energy. And then second half, they went into a kicking game. Mm. Um, so I don't know what to read out of this New Zealand team. It's, it's interesting. The one thing I do want to talk about, uh, Thurlow, quickly is the difference between I don't know, tournament rugby uh, or, or, or competition, I don't know how to put it, like super rugby or, or Six Nations or whatever, compared to tournament rugby. It's two very different styles. You will see a lot more kicks at posts than trying to kick for the corner and score try. Definitely. Okay. I mean, you just want the W, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You can win by one point, you win by 10 points. It doesn't really matter, especially for the big boys. 100%. I mean, look at Australia, Georgia. Georgia were in that game for, for quite a long time. Uh -huh. And I think just errors here and there 
Cricket Australia as well, which Australia obviously needed. But, I mean, part of that, the other results were just one-way traffic this morning. Yeah, all right. It's Lee thumping Namibia. I've, I thought Namibia might stand a little bit of a chance, Oof. but that's uh, wishful thinking on my side. I think we need to do something about Namibia, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Ireland, <laughs> Ireland thumping Romania. Points difference might come into it at the end there. And then Australia. I, I was saying in my intro now, only 20 points in it between Australia and Georgia. But Georgia, don't write them off quite yet. Yeah, no, they, they're very physical. Um, their scrums, their mauling, even though Australia defended the malls quite well towards the end. I think it's just their defensive system and organization and their attack in general play that, that needs a bit of a bit of touching up mm. and you know, a bit of finer details. I mean they could become a complete package. I mean I think of them as Argentina were a couple of years ago. Yeah, Same space. Yeah. Good in the scrum, good in the lineouts, but just the general attack and, and defense was a bit shaky. So I think with Georgia if they can get themselves in a in a good competition that could change their national teams rugby around. See, now, I was talking to Andy Capistanio yesterday on uh, this week today on the station, and I was saying it's time we gave Namibia a chance like that. Italy were the whipping boys in Six Nations for a long time, but they're coming right. Uh, the Japanese sides in Super Rugby, uh, New Zealand, Australia, that one, they're the whipping boys, but they're coming right, and they're, they're winning a game or two. Isn't it time we gave Namibia, in your view, a little bit more than just a curry cup position sometime? I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, they are neighbours. Um, we, we deal a lot with them um, from a rugby perspective. We have dealt with them over the years, but I think we can help them a lot more to to fast-track their rugby programs, mm. to fast-track their development, especially from a coach's perspective and a player's perspective. Um, because it, I think it, it puts Africa just in a different position yeah. if you've got two nations from Africa doing well on the world stage. Yeah, it's, yeah, Andy was saying that there's just no money in Namibian rugby. You need money to be able to move around and, and, and get to these events and things. It's not just like you. Uh, the sponsors are throwing money at these small competitions, yeah. right? No, definitely. And I mean, we can look at our small unions that are struggling in South Africa as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, you need money to do well, to compete, to, to buy players, to buy coaches, um, to put programs in place. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an overnight fix. Okay, uh, the big game I was saying tonight, probably the one the most difficult to call, sadly. England well, against Argentina. What is going to happen there? I think true rugby lovers are all backing Argentina on this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, one, no one loves the bombs. Even if you don't um, like rugby, you're supporting Argentina tonight. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one because was the warm-up game is a true reflection of England oh. and, and, you know, what they were trying to do. And I think tonight will tell the tale. So I think that's why everybody's so anxious just to see what's going to happen tonight. Because we know Argentina, they'll always bring it. They bring the passion. They bring the tears in the, um, in the national anthem. And they just go balls to the wall. Where England, we just don't know. We have no idea what are they going to pitch up with tonight. So I'm excited. I can't wait for that one. Ford at Fly Half, Daily to a Leaky Merchant May. It's not the biggest backline or, or the, the most flashy backline in the world. Yeah, but I think it's, it's still guys that can put something together. I mean, into a luggy, you'll keep guys busy. Um, the outside backs, they won't surprise you. You know, they won't do something like, for instance, a Mark Delia yeah, um, yeah. that played last night. He's a jack-in-the-box, that guy. He keeps defenders busy, good footwork, good passing skills. Oh, 
England need something, a player with that X factor. Like South Africa have, mm. with your mm. Cheslin Colby's, your Kirtley Orances, your Moody's. It's crazy. Fafti Clack already at the scrum. You no idea where he's going. It's same, <laughs> same, same with. Uh, I don't think he knows where he's going. <laughs> same with France. They, they've got their, the the best fl- little scrummy in the world, and it's sure. it's it keeps the defensive line no idea where, what's happening. Hundred percent, and and that's what you want from a attacking perspective. You mm. want at least three, four, five players in your back line that that have different dimensions that keep your defensive team guessing. And that gives you the upper hand from an attacking point of view. And I think that's what New Zealand had with Ma Nanu, Conrad Smith, Julian Sevilla, um, Ben Smith, those mm, guys mm. back in 20, 2015. And I think that's what they're lacking. You know, is that punch on the 12, that flare on the 13, a fly-off that can dictate. And I think your best teams have those guys in, in all those positions. Uh, you, touched on, you touched on anthems. Fellow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the French do the way the French do it, right? We know you, you can't argue with the way the French are doing it, but there's something with those anthems. I just can't. My wife thought I was watching an opera show last night. <laughs> or something. Um, there was because, just... Oh. No, it was crazy because the French, the anthem... The was anthem. The echo, I, I don't know what was going on, but it was dramatic. It was French flair. It was <laughs> over the top. Different. You know, can't yeah. expect anything less. I'm trying to imagine those choirs singing our our South African national anthem. Oh, Key changes, acts, different <laughs> languages. Good luck. No, it's gonna be that's gonna be interesting one. Um, I, I mean, even if you're looking at the Japanese and the Chile <laughs> anthems tomorrow, um, yeah, all the best to those guys in the choirs. Eh? <laughs> okay, let's talk about the big game: South Africa against Scotland. I was talking to people today. Strangely enough. They're not feeling 100% sure. They're, they're a little on edge against Scotland. And I don't understand why. I'm a, I'm a box supporter and I feel we'll put 20 points past them. Easy. I feel exactly the same. But I think the one thing that people or that's keeping people on edges is the Finn Russell factor. Um, if he gets going and he's allowed to play his game yeah. and put um, Hugh Jones and Van der Merwe, those guys in space, then... Scotland are going to be a difficult team to contend because they play with good intensity on attack and that's what the Springboks have to mitigate tomorrow evening and I think they'll do well but it's for how long because I yeah Gregor Townsend is, is, is very confident um, the scrum coach Peter de Villiers who played for France coached France coached mm-hmm. the box with Alistair Couture even he said there's no hiding place for, this, for the Springboks and I mean those are big words you know and, and they've got to back it up so I mean, it's interesting, but then this afternoon, a friend of mine said, yeah, but these teams like Tonga will target Italy mm, and mm. Tonga will target Scotland. So imagine if Scotland beat the box, but then they go lose to a side like Tonga. Yeah. yeah. How interesting will that be? It is this, this group is dangerous. Oh, it's a horrible group. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk about that draw. And I'm also looking forward to Wales against Fiji. The, Two very different styles of play. Wales, uh, although they, they, they generally play unstructured, they, they've become more and more structured, not in the best of form. And Fiji, who knows? It's, it's sevens rugby for 80 minutes. Yeah, I think Wales, I think they're going to do a just plain, typical old Warren Gatlin <laughs> and just force you into submission. Right. They'll Forward's kick you, you. Yeah. but they'll defend and they'll defend and they'll maul and they'll scrum. You know, they'll, they'll go into that where... But I think Fiji have gotten to a space where they now do contestable box kicks. 
They do the long kicks with a good defensive line. So as much as they bring the razzle-dazzle and unpredictability, they've also got a power game now with their malls and their scrums, and then they've got a kicking game. So they've become an international team mm. over a space of three months. So that, that makes that contest exciting because now Wales, if Fiji kick on them, what are they going to do? You know, they, they kick back. Are they going to run it back? Do they have the players to run it back? It's all these questions that, oh, I don't know. I don't know if my wife is going gonna, is gonna <laughs> to last with me for the next couple of weeks. Uh, that's why we watch the sport. We have no idea what's going to happen. Everybody talks. <laughs> you and I can talk till we blue in the face, but what happens is the, the, the 80 minutes with 30, what is it, 36 men on the field. 100%. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's going to be crackers. What do you make of the television coverage, Thurla Peterson? It's, there were, Twitter was going mad yesterday that they weren't showing uh, the replays. Have we been spoiled by some great television coverage in South Africa? I think so. I mean, even if you watch um, the top 14, which is the French League, oh, it's, it's, it's not the best of quality. The mm. replays are late. Um, the camera angles aren't the best. They zoom in or zoom out at the wrong time. So, I mean, yeah, you've got to, you've got to, you can't be sober and watch because otherwise <laughs> it does bore you. Uh, you've got to be in a different um, state of mind to enjoy this uh, broadcast. <laughs> I, I tried with a glass of red wine last night during the match, <laughs> and I realized that rugby is a beer sport. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, like cric cricket is a wine sport. You can sip gently on a, on a glass of wine through the day. That's fine. Rugby, it's a beer sport. I don't understand. Maybe a brandy and coke. I'm going to try that tonight. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's on the work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Th Thurlow Peterson, what is going to happen between the box and Scotland tomorrow? I think the box will take it. Um, I won't go with 20 points like like you said. Yeah. If they do, it will be. I think it will be a massive conference booster for them. But I'll go eight points. Box to win with eight, eight points. points. I think it's going to be an 80-minute game. Mm. Um, I think Scotland are definitely going to give themselves a chance um, because then they... They play Ireland a couple of weeks later, mm. um, where the Springboks play Ireland um, after two weeks. So I think England, Scotland will go all out tomorrow uh, evening. And, and Ireland against Romania was today. Can you read anything into that match? And is Russi, Russi and the Brains Trust watch that Ireland game? Do you think they got anything out of that? I think only once South Africa play Romania to see what what they will look like against a team like Romania and, mm. and what the score will be against a team like Romania, then you can gauge in terms of, okay, where Ireland are and where South Africa are. I think Ireland are they're very clinical on their technical and tactical skill sets and, and their planning in terms of what they want to do, where and when, and the execution is, is quite good, and we see that with Leinster. So, but I think, you know, Rashi will have his, his bag of tricks, even though he's not the head coach. Um, quite, a, quite a difficult scenario with, with Russia and Job Ninaba. But yeah, I think we can't read too much until South Africa has played Romania. Right. One thing I did say about Ireland is it was very old school New Zealand. There were always two players on the shoulders of another player. But maybe that was yeah. just Romania, as you say, Romania allowing that to happen. 100%. Um, and I think Ireland's game has developed quite well. And um, watching a podcast in the week, someone said, no one is giving Ireland a chance to win this World Cup, mm. which is quite a bold statement. And I don't think anybody has ever thought of that, that Ireland could be World Cup winners. Um, they've been the most consistent team over the past um, three, four years. They've got the best cohesion um, as a group because 80% of their squad comes from, from one team. Mm. <laughs> so that gives them good cohesion. Um, and I mean, the same with France, with the majority of their players coming from Toulouse. 
So, I think we're in for a, a crack of a World Cup, if you ask me. All right. Thurlo, I'm sure we'll catch up with you again in a couple of weeks. Thurlo Peterson, thank you very much. Current rugby coach and the managing director of a sporting agency as well. Thank you very much for joining us.